Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. What up? Here, here we go. Welcome to the Get Geek Podcast. This is the first podcast of 2022. Mm -hmm. I'd like to welcome our listeners in the States and around the world. Thank you for joining us in this new year. I am Walt, and I am joined here by, as always, our Get Geekers. We've got Jose, we've got Wolfie, we've got AJ, and we've got Eli. Guys, say what's up. What up, what up, what up? Goodbye. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hello. Everybody well, is not pointing to that. question before we continue. What yes, sir. Is this technically? What year are we in? Do we know? Like, I mean, I, have, I hope we know how long we've been doing this. Um, I guess you can say that this is our third third year of doing Get Geek. I mean, right. we've, well, we've, we've, we've gone a long way, right? Um, and even before that, remember, we did start out with pop culture over pizza. Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, that was our, our oldie but goodie, believe it or not. Yeah, I know those episodes are still out there. So if you want to hear us before we became Get Geek, uh, please join us. We had, we had a slightly different cast, right? We had one more back then. Half yeah, we had we had a long and we have a long and storied history in podcasting. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, all right. Before we get into it, of course, let's get the maintenance out of the way. And uh, I just wanted to say, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. The best way you can help this little podcast is to give us some feedback. Um, let us know how we're doing. So please hit those buttons. Give us those five stars and, you know, let us know how we're doing. Um, today, we're, we're kind of doing a we're kind of we're going to we're going to be talking very quickly on some of the subjects that we've missed out in the past couple of weeks that we haven't recorded. We needed some time away, much needed, but we're glad to be back. I know I'm excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally yeah, we have some great things that we're going to talk about. Also, some really exciting to things to talk about. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited to, to be back. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a welcome back episode, right? So, everybody, welcome back. There you go. Welcome uh, back. We're, we're going to be talking about Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. But first of all, we're going to give our quick impressions on the matrix resurrections um which came out over the holidays we've all seen it right guys yep unfortunately well, I, I guess we're getting a sense of where aj's going with this right i mean aj can go ahead and start yeah go go for it aj what did you think of the res the matrix resurrection i can't talk anymore the matrix resurrections I'm going to sum it up in a way that the movie can only do it best. There was a scene in the movie that literally said, or <laughs> I don't know, uh, I'm going to like very loosely paraphrase this, but essentially there was a line in the movie where it was like, did this even need 
to be made. It was like a self commentary on itself. Oh yeah. 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 And there were like so many like little, these little things that if you picked up on them, you can tell that the matrix did not want to be resurrected. (laughs) It did not. Well, and it I translates think, yeah, oh, into oh, it's sorry, and it no, translates no, no, no. into how uh, I hate to say it, how bad it ended up being. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that that uh, I mean it's not that I don't not that I disagree in any way. I do agree. I just think that it's uh it's not that the Matrix didn't need to be remade. I just think that maybe the some of the people that made it didn't need to make i think that it should have been handed off to someone else there was plenty of questions there left to be answered when the original trilogy ended um but uh i uh i i and these are questions that i wanted answered and you know the movie did answer some of those questions but it answered them in very very poor fashion i feel like um I do want to say that, like now that now that it's been resurrected, I have more questions that need to be answered. <laughs> so, those are my thoughts, I guess. Um, honestly, it was um, I don't like like you said, I didn't, I didn't, I don't feel like it um uh, shouldn't have been made. Obviously, it wasn't done well from what we're saying. Um, and honestly, I don't really know much about Matrix 2, 3, whatever comes after 1. I only saw the first one. But I don't know. It just felt so, so awkward to me with, like, how they did things. It was just flat out horrible. Yeah. That's all. So, <clears throat> y'all kind of know that, um, at least in terms of revenue, I'm definitely the biggest Matrix super fan in the crew. Uh, I infamously saw the first Matrix film 12 times in theaters in 1999. Um, I took everybody that I could find to go see that movie because I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was different and thought-provoking and amazing. This movie was, unfortunately, it the thing that, w- that was underneath it, the story that they were trying to tell, I thought could have been absolutely incredible i thought that the concepts that they tried to introduce were really clever okay like the 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 and a lot of reviews will say this and i'm not trying to i guess just repeat or parrot what they say but like it's not the like the best sum of all of its parts it doesn't come together in a great way and and there's a great thing there the fact that they're trying to make it very meta and self-referential like aj was talking about like how they were trying to almost say how the movie shouldn't have been made Okay, I get it. If you might be upset about that as a filmmaker, I totally understand that. But I don't know if they did it in the right way because of the the tone of it was almost like it was a meta parody of the original Matrix films, in my opinion, because of like the cheeky humor and the silly humor. And it, instead of what it could have been and should have been, which is a, a great satire, like the, you know, there's there's a real fine line difference between those two things, but a great satire of the original films and of the reception to the original films, because I think that's what Lana was trying to say with this movie, talking about the movies themselves and the the way that we all received those original movies. And like I said, the concepts that were underneath it were, were really, really 
lent himself well to maybe telling that story, but like it was a massive failure in my opinion. Unfortunately, there were parts that I like really enjoyed in the beginning of the movie, but by the end, everything fell flat. There were freaking zombies flying out of windows. Oh, that was the. (laughs) I was just like terrible. Yeah, Yeah, that was bad. And like, it seemed like Keanu Reeves was saving himself for John Wick Four because all he did was like try to force push everything. So like. Yeah, I really, really am upset and and disappointed with this movie. I thought it could have been something great, but it really is one of the worst movies of last year, in my opinion. To be perfectly yeah. honest, one of the worst. It might be one of the worst movies of all time, but maybe we could. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, but one it was, movie it was that is worse than bad. that, and I think we all know what it is. We had a whole podcast about movies yeah, that, that, was te- that were terrible, yeah. right? Yeah, like, like, okay, yeah. sure. No, I'm talking about Dragon Ball Evolution Revolutions <laughs> or whatever it's oh called. Well, what was that UV Bowl movie that, that you saw that I ended up watching it also? What the heck was the name Post- of it? Postal. Postal, yeah. Was, Postal was pretty bad. There's a lot of Oh yeah. Yeah, there, there's that. a lot of there's a lot of bad episodes, a lot of bad movies out yeah. there. So that's why I say I wouldn't go that far because yeah. there are there are some really big turds out there but sure um but i listen the the way i look at this um this was a movie of moments right there were there were certain moments that were kind of cool but in in the totality of everything it just didn't mesh together and you know going back to the, the the scene that we're all referencing where you know um Mr. Smith, which which I have to say, I did like Jonathan Groff's performance as Mr. Smith. I think that was one of the highlights of the film. I you love know, Jonathan he, Groff. I love he, him. He, he did a, he did a really good job in terms of taking Mr. Smith and making it his own. It, it wasn't just a carbon copy of the old Mr. Smith. But um, we keep referencing this scene where it's like, you know what? Um, they they took this and WB was going to make this no matter what. And there's a part of me that kind of feels that I wish that did happen because, you know, the Wachowskis in the last three films have not really hit their stride in terms of um, how that first movie was so good, right? And and they've been chasing that greatness ever since, and they've never really gotten there again. And so I would have, I would have almost kind of secretly had hoped that somebody else would have given us a new take on the matrix because this just didn't feel you know i there were a lot of moments like literally when we're watching it um I, i'm saying did we just turn into a walking dead episode at the very end like like i'm like yeah. how in the world did this happen and you know the, the whole thing with you know those people jumping out of out of the windows and and kind of you know, drone bombing them, it feel it felt very weird, especially in a year where we're celebrating the 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 unfortunate anniversary of nine eleven. It felt tone deaf in that in that sense. That's the yeah, first that's thing. That's yeah. the first thing that I thought of when I saw that scene, and I'm like, "Are we really doing this?" I mean, the, and I will say this: I was upset that they didn't bring Lawrence Fishburne back, but the way that they brought in. Um, Yaya Abdul Mateen's character felt okay. Yes. If you're not if you're not bringing in Lawrence Fishburne, then this is the way you do it with Morpheus. But they changed him into a transformer. 
mm-hmm. and and I didn't I didn't appreciate <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? They I basically mean, I, like, changed. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, we don't want to get a, into a debate on on on, on the Matrix. Or some, yeah, sorry, I almost I, almost started the debate, but can I say one more thing? One more small thing. You know, you know, on that point about the zombies and the Walking Dead episode. You know what the thing about the movie actually really overall kind of was for me that I think was my problem. It felt almost kind of mean. It was like. This this movie felt kind of like you liked the Matrix and like it made you kind of feel stupid for liking the Matrix. I feel like it was making That's fun actually, of people yeah, for liking yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, and it was exactly. making fun of people for liking blockbusters and making fun of people for liking like zombie stuff. I think that was kind of what that was at the end. And so that's kind of why I was like, well, th- if you was gonna if you were gonna do something like this, let's yeah, let somebody else do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly because. That that's that was my whole point because why include that whole WB comment in the movie if you're you're I clearly bothered them to actually have to put that scene in the movie. I'm even surprised WB allowed that scene to be in the movie because it doesn't look well on WB's part, you know. So I I mean you know I I me personally like I said I would have liked somebody else. Because then maybe we get a refresh of the Matrix franchise and we see a different take and maybe another vision because we've already seen this vision two movies in a row before this and it hasn't worked. So, you know, that's my whole take on that, you know? I mean, I, I feel like uh, it's it's kind of like, it's like the Batman prophecy in a sense. If you remember in uh, the, the, the Dark Knight, was it the Dark Knight, uh, the just a dark night right uh where it's like you either um what's the quote where it's like you either you know you either you either um you know become, what quote I'm talking about. yeah you either oh, yeah. become the hero uh, or or you either die the hero you either, or you just watch yourself oh yeah you either die. yeah exactly yeah, exactly and i think that that's kind of what will happen i think that a lot of that, that lana and some of the people that made this movie should have just like you know accepted it that it's going to be remade or whatever accept it stay the hero that created the matrix but no they had to kind of stay on this and now they're the villain because we all i think generally all the real Matrix fans hate that they did this to the Matrix franchise. Basically, hate that. Like, I hate that they did this to me, to us. Like, I'm like, yeah. why are you? Like, I've been, you know, from the day that it was announced, every single Matrix head was just like, we cannot wait to get more of what we love. And instead, we got, like, they said, like, oh, you love the Matrix? Well, you're dumb for doing that, you know? Anyway. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, maybe we can have like a little bit of a longer discussion on another episode, uh, regarding, uh, what went wrong with the matrix. If, I mean, it seems like there's plenty that went wrong and a lot to discuss. Uh, but we got a couple other things that we got to, to partake in over the holiday break. Um, but most recently the book of Boba Fett, now everybody here that listens to the podcast knows how big of a fet, uh, I guess. Some would say a fet apologizer <laughs> or defender, in a sense. Apologist. Um. Uh, yeah, apologize. Apologist, right? Like that. The, that's kind of like the the new political term and stuff. But uh, yeah. I'm a huge, I'm a huge both fet defender, and I am elated at like the 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 last episode specifically. So, um, but why don't we go ahead and talk? Uh, you know, if you guys want to give your initial thoughts on uh the first couple episodes and then we can kind of go into discussion 
and so on um, on on the book of the book of Boba Fett. I would really, really like to hear the boys' interpretation, you know, of the first two episodes, especially considering AJ and I's, uh, you know, storied history discussing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love the meme where, I don't know, I, I think I sent this to you guys, where it's literally... Boba Fett's head in a tube and you know he has the back to thing on and it's like Django Fett <laughs> after surviving the battle of Geonosis <laughs> I just love that thing um but anyway sorry about was, that with his with Digression. his head, head chopped off right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> But like, um, you have to start with the disrespect. disrespect. It's a little creepy. That's not even disrespect to Boba Fett. That's kind of a diss on Django Fett. Exactly, and that's the Fett I prefer. Yeah, he loves Django Fett. So, but anyway, um, like, I will give it this. So far, it is vastly superior to the Bad Batch, which is unfortunate because they were supposed to be cool. That's not saying much. It is doing everything that I thought it would do, I guess. Well, maybe not every single thing I thought it would do, but it's very clear, you know, he's very focused on, you know, stuff like you respect me and this is my way, my house type thing. And, you know, I I like the vibe of it so far. It's like Mandalorian, except he's trying to be uh, Scarface. (laughs) Well, when I say, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. That that was a bad analogy because Scarface is actually bad. Um, Yeah, Scarface (laughs) is trash. Except he's trying to be, well, he's trying to be Kingpin. There you go. There you go. I would have gotten more like he's trying to be Tony Soprano. I don't know who that is. Oh, Sopranos? you're not. You're yeah, not they've, they've never I've seen. Heard the, the, I've heard of the show. They've never seen Soprano. I've never actually seen it. I don't know. I think those are all terrible analogies. He's all those people are actually pretty evil. He's actually trying to be much better. A better analogy yeah. would be like a Robin Hood or something like that. Like, and that's not even the best analogy. I could probably think of a better one, but like. All those people are like really, really evil, murderous people, except for you know Boba Fett blowing up that one guy with the rocket. And but. He's gonna blow up more people. He's <laughs> yeah. Sure he has this whole Mandalorian he's still, code. He's still gonna kill people. He's murderous. He, he does it with respect. With respect, yeah, it's still, different. <laughs> yeah. So did the Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather. The Godfather. Sort of. Okay, there. Yeah. You know what? He's trying to be the Godfather. Is that better? Yes, he is. Yes. Okay. What's that, Father? He's trying to make him an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> trying to make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. Anyway, AJ. But yeah, that, that actually concludes my uh, initial observations. It's, re- it's pretty good so far, especially this latest episode. Um, For me, I mean, I feel like it's... 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 Good. It's Aww, it's good. Come it's, on, it's, Eli. It's good. No, 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 it's good. It's supposed to be my boy. It's supposed to be my boy, brother. The first episode was a little bit slow. Um, the second episode was um like really action packed and stuff. It was 
it was cool to see like him doing like trying to like come up i guess or something yeah, trying to survive and stuff but i mean like aj said it is kind of what i expected so i'm not really seeing anything like different from my previous previous expectations it just seems to be the boba fett show and nothing else there so you far. go but well, i'm glad that you book, have some good expectations i mean but that's not necessarily oh all the way good though. <laughs> what yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pass it on. I'm gonna pass it on. No, 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 Eli, like, though. If you think no about way, it, though, no real quick, real quick, it's called the Book of Boba Fett, not for nothing. Yeah, no, but think about it though. Yeah, like, yeah. could you imagine? Could you imagine if we had gotten another Bad Batch where it's like, oh, we're expecting this, and then we don't get what we're expecting? I mean, that would have been terrible. Or it's literally about everyone but... else but the Bad Batch. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. no, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is, is that it's literally living up to my expectations which were they weren't low but like and it, and it's not high either it's like mid for me right now because there's nothing really important going on in the show if i'm gonna be honest it's just <laughs> no 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 it's just him doing stuff looking at game space right now because oh my god <laughs> I mean, yeah, every you show is anything important. It's literally no, giving no, there's us no, a whole no, There's nothing important. Raiders. Yeah, but what? that's not important. Just, just, yeah. Not important. Can I, it's can I, cool. can I, can I, yeah, yeah. Can I like chill? No, you, you explain. You explain. You explain. You explain. Like, AJ. One thing I am going to say is while we do need the explanation, so far we've been spending a little too much time with the flashbacks. Yeah. I want to see Boba Fett I'm, doing. I think that's what Eli's trying to get across. He's. It seems like they're living more in the past. Granted, we yeah. need some of those explanations than actually in the present, where things are happening and the stakes are much higher. I want to see him doing because we know yeah. in the past that he lives clearly, so the stakes aren't as high because we know. Hey, he's remembering, so he's alive. But I don't. Yeah, that's 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 really my only real criticism of it. I, I want to see him doing Godfather stuff, like putting horses, horse heads on in like the in like the beds <laughs> and stuff. That would be sick. Well, he anyway. did kind of do Godfather stuff, but we'll get into that stuff uh, on the uh, on the episode. I'll we'll I'll watch. We'll You'll see. You're just not. You're not. You're not. You're not paying attention clearly. <laughs> All right, what about the elder statesman of the Melgar clan? Is that me? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's the, 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 we got two younger <laughs> Melgar. We're, we're going we extremes, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm the baby brother. Um, Gabe, I, you know, you and I have had, had fun, you know, in past years poking you know mess, messing around with the whole boba fett and darth maul debate you know you being a huge boba fett fan me being a, a huge maul fan and and we've had a lot of fun doing it right it's never been mean spirited it's just us busting every each other's chops right okay um so the reason i do that is because i'm prefacing what i'm about to say you know and and kind of trying to soften the blow here. Oh and my goodness! No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. But but hear me out. Hear me out. Because 
I don't find the Book of Boba Fett as bad as any of the other shows. I think it, it's it's probably sits in my respect between Mandalorian season one and Mandalorian season two. Right? It's definitely yeah. not as bad as Bad Batch. Um, I'm just having a lot of trouble connecting with the show, and and that first episode was was not the greatest in my opinion. The second episode did bump it up in quality. Um, I I guess the problem that I'm having here is with the characterization of Boba Fett, and I feel like we're watching two shows. And one one of the shows I really really am interested in being the flashbacks. I'm kind of gonna disagree with the boys on that. I actually like the flashbacks a lot. I think it, it informs it informs what Boba Fett is going to do going forward. I'm less interested in in what's going on in the present, you know, because my my thing is we've had this characterization of of Boba Fett prior, and I know that there is stuff out there in the comics, so I'm going to I'm going to put that out there, but I'm not going to include the comics in this because the comics for the most part, is not canon, right? We, we've established that. There's new comics that are now in canon, but a lot of the stuff that dealt with Boba Fett was non-canonical. It was the older stuff, right? So I'm going to put that out there. But the characterization that we've had of Boba Fett in the movies, right, has been one of he's been, he's been you know, a badass. He's ruthless. He is, he, he, does what needs to be done in order to get what the bounty is, right? And we've got that total turnaround here with the present stuff where it's like, well, I'm not about fear. I'm about respect. And I gather I have to wait until the end of the show to see him make that turn. And I guess that's why we're seeing the flashbacks. But early on, it felt disconnected to me, and that's why I'm I'm having a hard time really jumping into the show with both feet in, into the water, because you have two dueling Boba Fets happening at the same time. One of them is his progression into the character that he already is, but I don't feel a connection to it. The second thing, I, I think the fight choreography in the show is horrible. Uh, there's nothing yeah. in there that that is like you know impressive to me you know the fight in tashi station wasn't great um the fight in the the, on the train was a little bit better but that first episode with the fights never got never got into it never felt like i never felt any of the blows landing i'm i'm not a fan of the fight choreography in this show the third thing is i don't like how they they treated no 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 the third thing is that i'm not a fan of how they're treating fennec in the show fennec shan to me is become just a yes man she's just there to say yes boss let's get them boss let's there is no yeah but that makes sense she but but you never showed her like that before and so again again this is life so she owes her life to boba I know, but you know, but at, the, but at the same, but at the same time, that's not the character that we know, Fennec Shan. And again, we're going back to this whole 180 degree reversal of what we know these characters to be. Fennec Shan, you can replace her with anybody, and it doesn't. Ma- I really don't give a crap about Fennec Shan in the show, to be honest. Only she does. Episodes. She doesn't. But that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm reserving my 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 whole 
entire thing because I want to see how this progresses. I I said the first show was not bad, but it wasn't great. The second show improved. So if we continue with this trajectory, then I'm going to be more um, more into the show. But right now, I'm still kind of on the fence of how good the Book of Boba Fett is, in my opinion. Really interesting. Damn. I, I really thought that I was going to be able to connect with you, especially on the second episode, but they were like, no, I, but I, I did like the second yeah. episode. I, I thought it was a good step in the right direction. And again, I'm really enjoying the flashbacks. I think, I think if you had that as a show, I think I would have better, a, a better connection to the show. It's it's just well, I mean, the economy I think that that's of why, that's switching that's... back and forth that's really killing it for me, and it's it's not even it's it's a hard cut from one to the other because it's almost like you're looking at two different characters, you know. So mm. the, so that's that's see, my problem that. with it. I don't see you know? that. I mean, I, like, I, know, I want I, I want to get Jose to, to come in, but just real quick, like I don't see that because you know if. if you know, if you're if you're talking about like the, the the movies that we've seen Boba Fett in, of course, in the original trilogy, we got you know just minutes of him. So you can't really say that you have like a basis for his entire characterization off of like the four minutes that he has of you know doing a job as a. But you hunter. got, but you got a sense of it though. You got but, a sense but of it in in the prequel trilogies. You see that he just you know, how loyal he is to, to Django Fett and how much he cares about his dad, as well as in in, in, in Rebels and stuff, you, you see that he is about loyalty. You know, he's looking for revenge specifically on that. So, But but that's fine, but it's it's never been respect over fear. You know, the, right, the whole thing trying- that the whole thing that made Boba Fett an interesting character is that he was one of the most feared bounty hunters in, in the thing. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm a little bit older. I'm, I guess I'm getting a little bit softer. Let's go with the respect bit a bit. Uh, that's know? not so it at that's, all. That's, 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 all. Uh, hold on. 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 Stop. Everybody stop. Let me jump in. Wolfie, do not despair. I'm on your side. Okay. I'm on your side on this one. I think that. First of all, I think the show is fantastic. I think the first two episodes are better than the Mandalorian's first two episodes. Okay, number two, I, I don't. I'm not sure why everybody's upset. Are, didn't we want something in Star Wars where it wasn't just somebody finding a youngling and like getting connected to them and being like, like now, like I have to protect this youngling, like again, in like every Star Wars thing that we've seen recently, even the Mandalorian, which you enjoy, yeah, but that's that's, that's the characterization as a storyline. But here's the other thing. The fear and respect thing. I got to jump in on that, and I have to disagree with that 100%. Because, okay. because you see the change with the Tuscans, and, and it connects to episode, episode one or episode three beautifully. Because part of the problem with Boba Fett is he's been looking for family ever since Django died. Okay, That's part of the reason why he's been going around the galaxy just murdering people as a dang bounty hunter. He's just been following his father's footsteps and he hasn't had a different, a different vision of what he could be as his own man. The Tusken Raiders are his origin story and are teaching him to be that man that respects and, and connects to a new family because that's what he's doing with the Tusken Raiders. They saved his life, just like he saved Fennec's life, which I think is also part of the, the poetic fun of it. And so I don't disagree with that. As a result of that, which I think, which is like, I think that another thing that, that connects to that greatly is that they've been talking about family a lot in the show, including 
one of the in the clue of the mayor in episode two talking about how running a family is very different from being a bounty hunter. A, a thing the thing that's fun about that I think is that Boba Fett understands how to be a part of a family better than anybody on this show, better than any of these huts and these evil characters that he's going up against. So, like for me. I think that all of those things are kind of being covered very, very, very well in the show. I can kind of agree yeah. with you. The fight choreography is not great at times, um, but I think that Joanna Bennett, who plays that Tuscan Raider, that like really yeah, awesome Tuscan Raider, is amazing. And I think we also have to realize that a part of this is that Tamara, Tamara Mortison's Boba Fett is learning how to fight as a Tuscan Raider. So the choreography is, by that extension, not going to be great. He's learning how to become a fighter. Well, hold on. A lot of the fights happen in the present time, not in the past. So well, you mean you against, can, you uh, can... against the, the the assassins they were trying to kill him and those kinds of fights. Yeah, those those are, not, are just not good. I'm sorry. You know, we've seen better in Star Wars, and I'm I'm holding the show to that level, and it's not there. So you know, you can you can see. Yeah, he's learning in the past. I get that. That does not mean. That, so, how does that work in the present? Because in the present, the fight choreography—I'm sorry—is not good. I wouldn't say that it's not good. It's not great, but it's not—it's not bad. There's, but again, I, I'm holding it to Star Wars standards, and we've seen better choreography. Yeah. So, why would we go and take a step back in terms of in terms of that Have when, you, when we're we're watching the shows? So let me you know? ask you one question: Have you hated all of Fennec's fight choreography in the present, or has that been better to you? I asked this question for a reason. Fennec, Fennec, well, I asked this question I, I, for a reason. Go ahead, just if you could just answer this real quick. I'm struggling to and see. Th this is my point. Fennec to me is a forgettable character in the but show. The fight choreography. I'm, I'm not talking about I'm the characterization yet. I'm talking about that's the fight what I'm choreography. Saying. I, I'm trying to remember the fight that she's had, and you know what? It doesn't dawn on me because she's a forgettable character. Because there was one thing you know? that I was sort of worried about. With, I was worried about the flashbacks a little bit, so I kind of see that. I've enjoyed how they've taken the flashbacks what direction they've taken the flashbacks in in the second episode but there's, oh, also, there's also something interesting here that i'm trying to figure out is that it seems like boba fett it has like some sort of recurring injury or there's some issue right because he keeps going into the back of the tank it seems whether he got hurt or not that seems to be what's going on after at the end of every episode or at every night i know they're using it as a flashback mechanic but i feel like something might come but of that as well so that but might it, explain it, it, some of his, I don't know, difficulty. But he didn't go into the back of the tank in the, uh, in the second episode. That's how, that's how he got to the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, that's how he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. And, and that's, that. that's, an, that's another weird the, thing because he did show up in The Mandalorian and he didn't feel less than, you know? Right, but, um, but here's the thing. I think that like you guys are not... You, you guys may not be taking stock into the fact that it is a show that you have to kind of expect there to be a payoff and not just assume that it's not going to pay off. I and and I totally agree. And that's why I said I'm not I'm not shutting the show down at all because I still am enjoying yeah. it, but I, I do have some it doesn't criticism. Sound like it. <laughs> no, I, I am, but I do have criticism with, with the show, you know. Like I said, I'm I'm giving it a chance because yeah. the second episode is a huge step up from the first. So what do you what do you like, like about I, the second like episode? Like I said, I, let's I, well, let's do I some like, positivity. I I like again. I really like the flashbacks. I really like the journey that Boba Fett is taking in the flashbacks. It's just for me the present 
not as exciting for me. So Black, and, Black uh, Santa so, so, becoming so, so, canon so, so, is not exciting at all. Sure. That huge Wookiee, that's whoa, whoa, the most whoa, wait, terrifying wait, wait. thing that you've hold, ever hold seen up. in your life. Hold up, hold up. But, but but just because I don't like the present doesn't mean there aren't aspects I don't like well, about that's what it. I want to know. I want to know what aspects you like about the present. I don't want to just flashbacks. I do cool. like like I do. When like, I saw that Wookiee, that Wookiee was amazing. I want to know more about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I some, really, really do. We're planting some fun you know? seeds, right? You know? I think mm-hmm. that they're, they're, they're planting some fun seeds with some of the stuff in the present. I think those huts that showed up is, is a fun seed that they were planting. Him having a conflict with the huts and a hut brother and sister that were like, I think it seems like they're implying that they were related to Jabba the Hut, if I'm not mistaken. Or all yeah, the they're cousins, related. right? Cousins, I, right? I think they're, they're cousins, right? Right. So that's pretty Listen. cool. Like, I think that, I, I, there, I, that there's some fun elements that they're introducing in the present. I just think it's that part of it is also that we had to fulfill the prophecy of of um, Patton Oswalt on Parks and Recreation and see Boba Fett rise out of the sand and and like see him return to life. But Listen, it's going to get I, going, I think. I'm. I'm. I like. I said there. It's not that I. I. I said that I am enjoying the past more than the present. There, there's not. It doesn't mean that everything in the present that's happening well, I, know, I, I hate know. because I'm not. Listen, well, I about I, what else I think, you like about? The I present. think I think I think we're getting away from this because we really need to hear from the guy that <laughs> actually loves Boba Fett. I think <laughs> I think I think we're we're getting away because of my hot take i guess right and i knew this was gonna happen so i was fully prepared for this but we really need to hear from the guy who's actually the fan in the room about boba fett the book of boba fett so gabe please (laughs) let us know what you and and feel free to criticize anybody meaning me um (laughs) about what what we've said so far well all right so here's the thing the the very first thing is that i think that you guys forget who the target audience is the target audience isn't just Star Wars fans, and it is the Star Wars fans primarily, it's Boba Fett fans. Because you have to consider the fact that, like, Boba Fett fans have been living under this, you know, uh, under the thumb of, of of the fandom that has been saying, like, Boba Fett sucks, Boba Fett isn't real, Boba Fett dies <laughs> for 30 plus years. You know? So now that we have an actual show, this isn't for you guys, this is for us. This is for Sleeping us to find, because the question that we have is, all right, we're going to defend Boba Fett. We love Boba Fett, but we also want to know what happened to Boba Fett. We want to know exactly what's happening to him and where his future is. Okay, so I think that that's something that you have to like really pay attention to with the whole flashback stuff. Um, the flashbacks inform the present, right? You're seeing a Boba Fett that is, um, you know, being transform into this 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 guy who doesn't he's not a bounty hunter anymore he doesn't want to be a bounty hunter but he 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 has chosen his way of life his way of life is this is going to be what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to do i'm going to go to tatooine i'm going to be my own ruler and i'm going to have my own quote-unquote family his mob family mafia family whatever you want to call it so if that's who both are going to be and who he's been transformed as, we need to see what how that transformation took place, which is where the flashbacks come into place. Not just the flashbacks, but the fact that he's he didn't know who he was when he came out of the Sarlacc pit. When he got captured by the Tuscan Raiders, he still didn't know who he was until he saw their way of life. And I thought that this is where you and I would really connect, Walt, because 
this is much like the last the, the last samurai where he didn't expect to you know have any kind of connection to the raiders but he sees their way of life he sees their warrior class and and their their own honor system within themselves but i think he also sees and this could be a metaphorical thing he sees you know a, a race that were misunderstood and considered just savages and then we get a glimpse of them having like an actual you know uh, an honor system uh you know their own indigenous fighting system their own code so to speak and they've accepted him you know as part of that that family yeah and i agree i I agree with that 100 percent. i like i said i love the past i love the past the the flashbacks who he is in the past especially in the second episode but exactly who he is in the future because the first thing that he did after after taking down the train is he became a mob boss he didn't kill all those those actually i don't even know what race they are but he didn't kill all those guys oh dude they they were in the animated series they were in the clone wars right Right, yeah. I didn't. I, I I wasn't. I I only saw uh, the anything but with with clone and rebels. That's all I really paid attention. It's like something fish related. They're like oh. pikes, pikes, or or something like that. Yeah, they're regardless, yeah, they're the, they're the pikes. regardless, he 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 could have he could have you know certainly killed them and all, but no, he got information from them. Then he made a deal with them the way that a mob boss would. Okay, basically created. He said, "This is now my territory." Well, he didn't say it's my territory. He said it's the, you know, the the, the raiders' territory. Mm-hmm. But he's he's looking at it as almost like an underboss. Like this is our territory. You want to come through here, you got to pay a tax. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I know that you guys did us wrong, but you know what? I'm gonna forgive that. I'm even gonna give you uh, some water to go back and tell them who this territory belongs to now. Okay. That was the very first instance that he became a mob boss, and that informs who he becomes in the future. And that's why I think that, like, that you're not watching two shows. You're seeing the transformation and the result of it. Yeah. I, I listen, but but I I never I and that's why I enjoyed the second episode a little bit more because it's tying the two together. That first episode was very <clears throat> disjointed to me, and I, I'm I'm guys, I'm not fighting you against any of the points that you're making. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just letting you know that this is how I feel. I'm not as all in with Boba Fett right now as you guys are but i see where this yeah, is going a little part of you that wishes that this is small. no 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 I, that's that's not it entirely i'm i'm Don't just worry, I'm looking sure at it get his own show someday yeah i'm, uh, I'm sure died. but but like i said you know i'm not fighting you against this you know this is not what i'm trying to do it's it, what i'm saying is that i see where this is going maybe for me and and again this is a personal thing I maybe would have wanted to see the 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 past first before we got up into the present, and maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time, because especially in that first oh, episode, actually, especially yeah. in that first episode, it, the the stark difference it, it was so stark, and the second episode kind of brings them closer together, and that's why I said I'm not hating on the show. I'm waiting to see it get better because I see the the arc that it's taking. And I'm liking it. I'm just not a hundred percent there yeah. yet. You know, because I, actually I, you I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid. We've seen this before with some of these other shows where the 
the trajectory goes this way, and then all of a sudden it hits rock's bottom. Yeah. So I, I, I guess maybe I'm a little shell shocked from those other shows, and I'm taking a cautious approach approach to the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Maybe I do want to yeah. say something real quick. Um, it's it's just the title itself actually kind of reminded me. This is actually how a lot of you know books are actually written, where a chapter will start in present day, almost like an epilogue to mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. You know, and then have a flashback, you know, and I actually kind of realized that um, just, you know, after my third viewing of, of the second episode that right. it's uh, that this is actually kind of playing like a chapter of a book, right? Like, hey, like this is me right now. And then all of a sudden the chapter finishes with a present with uh, with a uh, with a flashback that informs, you know, it's present. And I think it's going to keep going that way until we get until I think it shifts. Like right now we have like each episode is about. 25% present, 75% past. I think the next episode are going to go more 50-50, and then it's going to shift to 75% present and 25% past. And I think that once you finish the book of Boba Fett or you know the show, you'll see the mm-hmm. entire picture, and I think it'll really kind of make the first couple episodes make more sense to you guys. Um, yeah. Any Anyone else have any final thoughts, Eli, AJ, before we move on to, to well, the next topic? I mean, I guess I just want to clarify. It's not that I don't like the flashback scenes. Like like you guys have been saying, they've been really enriching where his character growth is concerned and just the concepts themselves. Like, I'm also kind of happy that recently they've decided, you know what, let's throw the Tusken Raiders some love. They're really not as bad as you guys think, you know? And I've been kind of enjoying that so far. Cool. But again, yeah. But again, like at least for me, it, it, it feels like there there's an imbalance. Like I get again, I'm, I'm gonna I, I sound like a broken record, but it's really just my my mini gripe with it. We're spending so much time in the past; it's coming at the expense of the present. So I far, completely agree. With so that. far, and it that's all. Yeah, I, I no doubt, but that that's just my little gripe with it so far. Otherwise, it is good. It is. Now, what about you, Eli? Um, I mean, it's it's. I I said it before. It's it's not great. Could definitely be better. I feel like it's somewhere in that realm of. Uh, okay and like not mid i'm not even gonna take it that far but oh it's it's okay it's def it's not something where i can say it's not enjoyable um i'm pretty sure that all of us can agree that this is a very enjoyable show that we like watching it it's just that there are too many like you said there's an there's an imbalance i have a little bit with the gripe i have some gripes with how they're going about this whole mob business it doesn't really feel I mean, at least for me, it doesn't really feel like a mob business. Um, and the past is like, like you said, it's way too much, way too focused on. And it's cool how we get those scenes, but I want to see more of the present. Um. Okay. Before we we move on to Spider Man No Way Home, I I just do want to make one quick point that uh I I kind of chuckled at. Um, during the second episode, Boba Fett has that encounter with the assassins, and um, first, you know, the they, they, 
the first episode. Was it the first episode? Yeah. Or second episode is when he takes like them to the to the mayor. He takes the assassin to the mayor. Remember? Okay, okay, okay. That's the second episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the second episode, right? Well, the oh no, first no, no. Episode okay. is when he has the assassin encounter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. okay. It doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever episode it was, right? Um, I I did chuckle when uh you know the the assassins are trying to escape and Boba Fett blows up one of them and then tells Fennec, "Get I I need I need them alive." Fennec, you know, alive. So I'm like I'm like whatever. That was weird. You know? That was weird. Yeah. It was funny though, but it was weird. I think, well, anyway, I think Wolfie, especially when you and I b- agree that he's already kind of become the character that he yeah. is by the present, that mm-hmm. moment is jarring. Because I think you had made the point that maybe like, oh, you know, he's still like got his ba- his bounty hunter ways, but he doesn't. Well, no, it's like doesn't. it's like an ang- like like an angry. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Tony Soprano, like an angry Tony Soprano. He might like <laughs> kill one of his would be assassins out of <laughs> out of rage and frustration because that's how like a guy that has no no no. Uh, legal uh, boundaries would do is like get me that one alive. Let me take my frustrations out on this one. You know, I can't believe this. this you know, I was about to you know use some X-rated words, but I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 where I see that I've seen enough mob stuff to realize, yeah, that that that's kind of how it goes. Maybe that was the one that yeah, really hurt him. I got to watch the episode again. I don't know because like one of them it was like one of them that really injured him. Right? Maybe it was that guy. And he was just like. F you dude and blew him up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, Anyways. before we move on, uh just a quick reminder to everyone to please like, rate, and share, share and subscribe if you enjoy the episode so far. Please uh share the episode with a uh, a friend that hasn't checked us out yet. Um and get us on board. Uh, anyway, so who would like to take on the next topic, which is Spider-Man No Way Home? oh man i guess because i made a sound i'll start and just made like an excited little like weird sound like um man was that movie that movie i think was fantastic and i i i hope that that's the general consensus um i i'm just gonna mention right up front that like i think most of us spoke about this and we all kind of agree that the middle did drag a little bit and that stopped it from being a freaking perfect and awesome and amazing, like nine and a half or nine or 10 movie and took a little bit away from it. But, um, I mean, just like infinity war, just like end game, like this movie is fan service generally done just almost perfectly. And like, I loved it. I mean, we all knew, like who was going to make an appearance in this movie pretty much for months and months and months and months. We talked about how the Oscar needs to go to Andrew Garfield for his constant denials. Like I'm, I'm not in the movie. I'm not in the movie. I don't know. They didn't give me a call like constantly going on, on shows and, and just pretending like he wasn't in it. Um, we all knew kind of what was going to happen a little bit. We all kind of knew who was going to be in it. We all had a decent idea of like what this movie was going to be about, and it still kind of managed to blow me away. Um, and I think the biggest reason why, and then like I'll turn it over to, to one of y'all to give like your quick thoughts, is the biggest reason why I think I love this movie so much beyond all like the awesome cameos and like the return of like some of your favorite villains and heroes and Tobey Maguire and you know Willem Dafoe and everybody, you know, and 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 daredevil being reintroduced into the mcu which is another amazing moment besides all of that like amazing fan service 
like the the way that this movie almost makes the first two movies in the Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland, I think, better because the biggest complaint about about Tom Holland uh, this entire time in the MCU was that he was more like an Iron Boy Junior than than his own Spider-Man. But this movie reframed everything that we saw through all of these movies as his origin story. This is the end of his origin story. Everything from you know fighting with the Avengers in Civil War to fighting Vulture to fighting Mysterio all led to this moment where, spoilers, 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 obviously, he has his Uncle Ben moment, Aunt May dies, teaches him that great power, you know, it, you know with great power comes great responsibility, and even changed the line a little bit to, like, give it its own flair, right? But, like, the fact that all of this kind of turned this into his origin story is just amazing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you uh, on most of it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, I, I didn't feel like it dragged on in the middle, uh, personally. Um, I thought that it was, you know, maybe because I knew, obviously, it's the last one in the trilogy. I expected uh, it to be as fleshed out as possible. Um, and uh, a lot of stuff that happened in the middle is what made Aunt May's uh, death scene so impactful. I mean, uh, it's it's i think i think everything was was beautifully done i like the idea of kind of giving us like spider-man's lore in reverse you know order instead of like origin movie number one you know relationship conflict number two you know and then conclusion with the bad guys number three we kind of got all that stuff sort of backwards right we got like the origin of him and mj and then the you know the conclusion of that in in this film the only issue that i have the pretty much the only issue whatsoever that i have is is that it's kind of like uh what is it the uh the valley of ten thousand i some something like that it's 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 like you know when 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 you see animated stuff or oh the uncanny the uncanny uncanny valley valley. yeah the uncanny valley right so the, to me, it's mm-hmm. it's the, a moment in the film that kind of breaks the film and reminds me that this this doesn't work, you know. And it's the whole, you know, mind wipe stuff. Like I don't think that that I don't know how the, how on earth they're going to explain wiping everybody's mind of Peter Parker, uh, but then not wiping anybody's at anybody's mind on their interactions with Spider Man. You know, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever without them having like some sort of well, you know Spider-Man mental breakdown. Still exist. That was actually a lot in the of people. Obviously, without Peter Parker, there's no Spider-Man. But yeah. for plenty of people, even before he had his identity outed, Spider-Man was just Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man. yeah, but you know, for MJ, she's wearing a broken Dahlia necklace without knowing why she's even wearing it. She has a scar on her head for being in a place where she's helping Spider-Man win a battle without realizing why she would be there in the first place. You know, and then we have interactions with Happy. How on earth can Happy even be dating Aunt May without knowing who Peter Parker is in the first place? You know? Like, yeah. why would that even be possible if he's not going to go see Aunt May because he knows that, oh, this is where Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, lives. I need to drop off his suit in his bedroom. 
all this stuff has it, happened. I, I don't think we're going to see them. So, sorry, oh, I, I sorry. was just going to say real quick. I don't think we're going to see them totally forget about him for very long. I think, I think at least hopefully, if in my mind, the whole kind of point of that is going to be that that like everybody is going to start to see the plot holes in their own life and realize what's going on. And I know that's not perfect. I know that there's a lot with documentation and stuff like that that might not make sense. For example, like if Peter Parker no longer exists on certain records, how does he have an apartment? And how is he going to get a GED and do all of these yeah. other things? But yeah, I mean, you're definitely right on that point. But I think that hopefully, like I said, they'll, they'll explain it in a way where it's like, oh, MJ is going to realize and Happy Year is going to realize. They're all going to start to realize, like, wait a minute, like, yeah. how the heck is it that we, we have these interactions with Spider-Man and why? And like, yeah, I just I just got one sentence to, to finish my point. And it, it's just that uh, to me, it would actually be a 9.5, even a 10 in the future. If the MCU can competently explain the mind wipe then it actually makes the movie be, you know, pretty much as close to perfect as possible. Well, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're going to do that because Kevin yeah, Feige and, you know, and his group they you know, they yeah. they put these little Easter eggs, and it doesn't pay off until like maybe five or six movies down the line. And yeah. then it, you know, so I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do that. Um, it's interesting to me, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first Spider-Man movie that we've gotten that actually dealt with a current with a and a pre-existing storyline in the comic books, right? Like the other films really never did that. Am I? Am I? Is that a, a correct statement to uh, state? Yeah, kind Not of, a, kind of. Even though the first one was very much a was like very much close to the green goblins stories in the comics. Yeah. The, the second green goblin one, uh, arc with uh, Norman and Harry becoming green goblin. And no, stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, but, but, but that's kind of a, a rather generic storyline, but this the one, was, one not so much. this one was more, this was more very specific because um, this, this deals with the storyline of civil war and, and some of the events that happen in the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And to one your more, point, Jose comic as well, with Mephisto, yeah, Mephisto confirmed. Well, well, I, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. Every, everything, yeah, everything is about Mephisto, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say in that one, they did it a little bit well because they they actually tackled the 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 issue of technology in there because in that comic book, the way you we all know that in in the Civil War storyline. Peter Parker outed himself because he was trying to help Iron Man, right? It was the whole, yeah. you know, superhero registration type right, of thing, right? right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then he kind of saw the ramifications of all of that. Aunt May nearly died because she was shot by one of Kingpin's assassins, mm -hmm. right? Um, and brought, you know, she came back. She didn't die. But what happened in that comic book is that Iron Man uh dr strange and mr fantastic got together to find a way to erase everybody's memory of peter parker right and and the way they did it was you know iron man used extremists to get rid of any any sense that peter parker is spider-man in technology while dr strange used the arcane and the occult to erase people's memory of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. They didn't erase Peter Parker completely. Right. 
And the way they did it was interesting because the only way that Peter Parker could reveal himself is that he actively had to do it because whenever he took off his mask, you would see a body but no head. Mm-hmm. Unless he said, you can know that I'm Peter Parker. Yeah. So I, I found I found it interesting that they've adapted it this way, but they would they did it in this fashion because there are those plot homes, like you said, that you know what? Um, how is it that uh Happy Hogan was dating Aunt May? Because we know the only reason he met Aunt May was through Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. The whole the whole thing with the the thing. So, you know, and one of the biggest plot holes for me is Electro in this movie because um one of the things that they did say was that the reason that everybody was coming through the multiverse is because they knew who peter parker was electro never knew peter parker yeah and he even made a a, that point in the movie where he was like you know what it'd be interesting you know i don't know who this peter parker guy is it'd be interesting if you know we found out that spider-man is a black spider-man you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so cool. there, there is like some stuff that they were setting up in the Amazing Spider-Man where there was this mysterious, like, like deep throat character that was, if you remember, it was, it was not throwaway, but there were moments where this character you couldn't see their face. They had like a fedora hat and a trench coat on, and they were talking about like kind of how they knew Spider-Man, who Spider-Man was, and then at the end, Electro, Blue Electro. Uh, was like accessing he was becoming like he was like ultron kind of at the end he was accessing data and the internet like at the end when he was merging with the with the power grids so, so that's off of the movie yeah. Yeah. okay he found yeah, out no because he doesn't like he maybe doesn't know he knows he of the yeah. existence yeah. of peter parker and his connection to spider-man but he just never saw his face which could explain well, yeah, he that didn't know who peter comments. parker was but you know Peter Parker was Spider-Man, so... Right, exactly. And that, that's the whole reason why all these people are coming through the multiverse, because they had the connection of knowing who that Peter Parker was, Spider-Man, and he's the anomaly out of all of it. Well, but the anyway... the plot hole is how, like, that little plop of Venom was, like, what, forgot... Like, was the only one that remembered that Peter Parker was Spider-Man and decided to stay behind? Like, all of Venom and Eddie Brock go back yeah, to the universe, and then it's just, like, this little what? drop. But that, but that kind of makes sense because we've established, um, especially in the Venom movie, that uh, Venom is a multiversal character. So yeah. you why know, would he go uh, back? You have that then. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, you know, maybe well, the whole, the whole we, thing we haven't established that, that he forgot that it would it would stand to reason that Eddie Brock and Venom both forgot on a multiversal level who Peter Parker was because all of those multiversal characters that were coming in forgot who Peter Parker was. At least, did they though? Yeah, that's why they. That's why they were pushed back to their universes. That was the whole point of the spell. If everybody forgot who Peter Parker was, that sends them back to their universes. That was supposedly the logic behind okay. it. It's, it's going to be tough to figure out all the plot holes. But in listen, this one, though, I like listen, all this listen. logic in this one. Like we said, I, I think we we're, we're still on reactions, right? Marvel needs to figure. We're it still. Out. We're still on reactions, and you know the the boys have to weigh in on this. Uh, so I'll make my reaction real quick because I did get you know into other stuff. But I, I thought on on the level, this was probably the best Spider Man film that we've gotten. Um, I am not ready to say that this is the best MCU film that we've gotten because I think um, you you look at the other the other films like Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, and you know. They they're not only telling their story, but they're interweaving um, yeah. the main threads of the MCU fantabulously. So you know, I'll still give them credit, but I 
do think that it is in the discussion of at least top five. Um, and I do think that we've gotten the best uh, characterization of Peter Parker and Spider-Man in this film. I, I agree with Jose that Tom Holland really nails his character in this film. And it took the other two films to kind of get him to this place. But I think they did it beautifully. And um, yeah, it did kind of meander for me in the middle. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, but listen, the performances were so, so beautifully done. I mean, you know, props to uh, Wilhelm Dafoe and, and Andrew Garfield, especially. You know, I, I literally teared up the moment that he saved MJ. That was such a... Yeah, emotional and and just it was such an impressive scene, you know, seeing that and just and I think that's part of the reason why everybody's pushing for Andrew Garfield to return because he did such a great job in this film. Um, I I really do think that this was a fantastic film. I'm not gonna like I said, I'm not gonna say it's one of the it's the best MCU film, but it certainly is worthy of being in the discussion. This just, um, this just proves that Andrew Garfield needed some good writing to knock it out of the park, though, right? Like, he was always yeah, a good Spider-Man yeah, and a good Peter Parker. He just needed that that good writing to bring out the character. I agree. I hope that they give yeah. him a chance to be in a, in a new Spider-Man movie, since Sony is doing so much better with these properties than they than they did in the past. You know, they kind of... Yeah, as long as Marvel's the one doing everything for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. That's true. But, I mean, Venom, uh, Venom's yeah, getting no, better, Eli, too. Eli, Eli, you know? Yeah, Venom is Venom is. I like the second. Uh, let's let's let the boys chime in, and uh, yeah. you know, let's get their their reactions to this. Um. Okay, so it's not corny or anything <laughs> like that. Okay, I just yes. want to put that. Of course, we had to have. Yes. We had to no, have no, no. Here. It's good. It's, it's good. Not. It's good. It's not. Rejoice. Oh my gosh. Huzzah. Yeah, but the way the way that he says it's not. It's almost like it is. So I'm always got my guard. Gosh, no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. It's good. You did say it meandered in the middle, and that I do agree with. Too many plot holes to count. It kind of confused me at the end, but I mean, it sort of makes sense now that I think of it. Um, here, Jesus, here's my thing. I did not like Sandman. And Toby Maguire was like the comedic relief, but I felt like he didn't do much. Well, and I was also hoping for pizza for a pizza time reference at least once. So <laughs> that's kind of disappointing. There. But I mean, wait, uh, no, AJ, you were gonna say something though. Okay, okay. Um, otherwise, like the it was it was pretty good. It it was definitely action uh action packed um the story was good william drapeau was there um and yeah it was just good although uh green goblin was like sick though like especially the ending where it got like super dark and stuff um not dark but you could definitely see that it had gotten serious. It could have been dark. Something that... Yeah, that that fight between him and Tom Holland, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it could have been dark. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm happy. I'm happy they brought back the Green Goblin mask just so we could see it again. But then I'm happy that they took it off for most of the latter yes. half of the movie to let Willem Dafoe yeah. like really be creepy and and terrifying. Yeah, I I heard they made a slight oh. change to the mask. Yeah, I I I didn't see it. It wasn't but, as shiny. You know, I, 
That was one of the yeah, things. Yeah, they made some changes to the overall costume, too. Yeah. It wasn't as shiny. Yeah. It wasn't as angled, I don't think. Like, it's subtle, but they made some small changes to, to the costume. Yeah, I, I didn't really notice it, but, you know. AJ, what about I you? I am not going to follow the criticism train on this one because I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And I think, personally, that it is one of the best Marvel films out there. And I think I might be biased because I liked how heavy the Maguire films played into this because I absolutely adore those films. And just to see, like, oh, God, Green Goblin cutting loose was absolutely amazing. Dude, that was insane. Like, on the level of Norman, on the level of the Goblin himself, his fighting, his twisted imagination for making spider-man suffer it was just like perfect his cunning man i love how cunning he is when he like almost freaking blew up dr strange at the end by planting the pumpkin bomb in that (laughs) device it was just so cool to see him cut loose that is green goblin that is green goblin that's how he is absolutely amazing and you know what i am Mm -hmm. i'm gonna disagree with you guys that the middle dragged because that held my attention pretty well i didn't say it dragged well then those (laughs) i didn't say it dragged i you know you know yes can i can i say i think why it dragged for me just a little three just a little is because I think that they ended up taking Doctor Strange out of the movie for a little too long. I think that's why the middle dragged. I think he was so integral to the beginning and to the end that taking him out for too long in the second act entirely, essentially, messed with my flow a little bit. A little bit. Okay, but but then if he stayed in, he would have had to constantly be having the not Sorcerer Supreme on him. Yeah, yeah, but a little bit more of that emotional conflict might have been fun. The way that the the movie was so well written, I think that they could have done a good job with with that emotional conflict with him versus like, yo, it's destiny versus Tom Holland, like kind of finally changing his mind on that and saying like, hey, like doing the right thing sometimes is a little bit more important than destiny if you can change destiny, right? So I, that a little more conflict on that, I think, would have made the center of the movie media. But again, like. Just a little bit dragged, not not too. I, I I will say this: I did like the fact that we leaned in to more of Peter Parker being the scientist, which we haven't had in a lot of the Spider-Man movies. Um, and so, you know, that's why I, I'm not totally against that middle part. But it, it 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 I I appreciated that they went there because that's that's really who Spider-Man is. You know, yeah. he tinkers yeah. with his toys. You know, he's making the web shooters and stuff like that. And and we've never really gotten that from any of the films previous, at least the ones in the MCU. Yeah, super geeky. You know? Yeah, the three geeks. Yeah, he, he's a geek. That's what he is, <laughs> you know. And, and they really leaned into that, especially when, you know, you had that part where it's him and all the three Spider-Mans working together. Yes. And, yeah, you know, yeah, we got the, we got the pointing means. meme, sort of. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Spider-Man pointing yeah. at each other meme, which I'm super happy they did it the way that they did it. <laughs> Let me let me let me ask you guys a quick question because uh, I was having a discussion with my brother-in-law on this and and you know he wasn't super clear on this and I wonder if it's because we're super comic book nerds and stuff like that we love we love Spider-Man and stuff like that but um the whole point of rehabilitating the characters right 
he didn't understand the point of it and he was like you know it what does it matter if these people are rehabilitated because you're going to throw them back into the timeline and they're going to get killed anyway they might and you know the reason the reason that he said that was that because he was under the impression that they were pulled from their universes either at the point or close to the point of their death. Some of them no. were. Not all of them were. And so he's like, well, what was the no, point? Uh, Liz, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, in the movies, I know, but, right? but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just throwing this out to yeah. you guys, you know, because his thing was like, well, what was the whole point of the film then if you're rehabilitating them, but then you're throwing them back well, and they're going to die anyway? They could be variants. You know? They could go back to a... So that's, that's what I... I, that's what I explained because you're changing the timeline here, and so the timeline that I mean, they not, go back. Not, but I, I think, think they were the very did a really. I don't think the movie like, did a really, really good job. Not even that. Like that part. If they but, were trying to cook up this evil master plan, a they're gonna drop it because they've been supposedly rehabilitated. And then, not to mention, it's not like Spider Man's gonna go beating up some regular Joe schmo. Like, if Doc Ock is like, okay, I'm just going to put these arms down. No, you're. he's not going to be like, no, you're not. <laughs> he's going to be like, oh, you're putting them down? Okay, cool. Green Goblin, you're, you're good? You're not crazy anymore? Awesome. I don't have to worry about you. And the same goes for, like, literally all the rest of these guys. Electro can't do Electro things if you don't got his powers. I, I, I think it's simpler um, than that. Oh, no, Eli, please yeah. go. Oh wait, what, oh, oh okay. Um, I think what uh you can answer that like super simply. Um, Peter Parker's naivety is probably the reason for them thinking that could actually work. I mean, Doctor Strange, I I believe he like he sort of went with the idea at first because I don't think he really realized that they didn't they had something that they could lose to this. He just wanted to give the chance, but then. You know, Peter Parker, obviously, being Peter Parker, being stubborn, uh, he continued the idea. But I think that even if it would, it would, it didn't matter if it was going to work or not. It's just him being so naive that he would think that it could actually work. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I, I think that it's much simpler than that. And we're all forgetting, you know, the one most important detail about Spider-Man lore, that it's the whole, you know, power responsibility thing. Uh, he does it because he has to, and that's it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a whole like if you can save a life or if you have the power to save a life, then you're then it's then it's your responsibility to at least try. It's kind of the same thing as like well you know, uh, there's there's an injured dog in the street and whatnot, and you know he's gonna die anyway, you know. But if you can try to do something, it's not just if you can do it. It's if you can try to do something, then you are then you have a responsibility to do so, and that's kind of the thing. Yeah, like some of these guys, like Doc Ock and um, and 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 uh, Electro, they were right at the moment of their death, essentially with Spider Man. That doesn't mean that he shouldn't try to save their life, you know, try to rehabilitate them and try to save them, save at least their soul, even if they're gonna die, at least save their soul. I think that's kind of, you know the easiest and the most correct way to explain that. I mean, 
So yeah, I agree. That's I mean, that's exactly who Spider-Man is and always has been, and that's why we love Spider-Man because he, in a way, is the ultimate superhero. He's even more Batman than Batman with his no killing rule. Because Batman, if if it's if there's some danger to him, like he will probably kill someone to to save his own skin. Spider-Man is the type of character that's so selfless, he might sacrifice himself so as not to kill somebody else. As long as it's, you know, the only time he's going to kill somebody else generally is to protect his family. Um, so I think that that's just, that's just who Spider-Man always has been in the comics. Um, yeah. And the last thing I'll say, I guess, is when, as far as when it go, comes to the villains and them going back to their timelines and just dying immediately... I think that they have to be variants, and I think that also explains why Electro isn't blue anymore. Um, yep. And maybe like the Lizard variant is is from a universe where Electro is also blue, which is why he comments on it. You know, because there could be different Electros, and some are blue, which is terrible, and some look like Jamie Fox, which is awesome. Um, but like, yeah, it is kind of like they have to be variants because if you think about it, so Green Goblin, I think he goes back to a little bit earlier before his death. He can change his life. That that actually can be something really good for him but like doc ock i think wolfie you mentioned this he goes back to the moment well, of his death so if it's exactly the same universe he's gonna well he, no, he I, sacrifices I, I, I himself get that, but remember if i remember to, correctly right? his throwaway line when you first meet spider-man is that he's looking for spider-man because spider-man you know what that well you had him by the neck he said that he had him by the neck that's the final moment in in spider-man 2 when he gets him by the neck just before he he takes control of the tentacles okay, again yeah, and becomes you know good. Sorry, I, I was, that's, he I was describes that else. moment. So, you know, like if, if that's the exact moment he goes back to, he's going to die anyway. And he was about to rehabilitate himself. So that could be kind of pointless unless he's a variant. Lizard doesn't die. Electro probably goes back right back to dying unless he's a variant because he even describes how he was about to die in that moment. And Sandman doesn't die at all in, in, the, in the movies right. either. And I just have to make actually one, one, one more tiny, tiny comment related to what Eli said. It is a shame that we didn't get to see Thomas Hayden Church in this more, but apparently that was because of COVID. He wasn't able to appear on set. And they even recycled scenes from the old movies when we saw him as, as a, his, in his normal human form. That's from Spider-Man yeah. 3. That's not a new scene that they shot. So that was a little, that was I'm too bad because I loved him in Spider-Man. Yeah. He was one of my favorite parts. Before we close, I, I'm just going to say this one thing. I am excited for the future of Spider-Man because I don't think we've ever seen a Spider-Man like this before. Um, Spider-Man, you know, as, as, as an awesome superhero as he is, he's always been the type of superhero that leans on his family, you know, whether it be Mary Jane or whether it be Aunt May and stuff. And, you know, that kind of helps him do his superhero things, right? And he doesn't have that anymore. You know, he is completely and totally alone. No way home. And I'm in, I'm interested to see where they take Spider-Man as a character going forward. Spider-Man home alone. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like this. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but bro, the new costume, though. There's always a new costume. Oh, but the new costume looks sick. Like at the very yeah, end, it's with like the, to the original. Going to yeah, it's closer to it the really is. <laughs> it is. That's why he's he's finally Spider Man. He's not just yeah. Iron that's what I'm Boy. saying. It's kind of like in reverse, Spider Man in reverse. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> very true. Very true. I. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that calls it for us, right? 
Yeah, I think so. I indeed. hand it off to Jose to uh, do the honors. Indeed, indeed. Our episode as usual. Uh, thanks, as always, to all y'all for joining us out there. It's great to be back. Uh, it's great to see everyone back. I had taken a little bit of a hiatus, and I feel energized and ready to talk about geeky stuff again. Um, and I'm so excited to get back to recording these episodes. So thanks for thanks for, for listening to another great episode. The best way to support your favorite podcast crews is to like, rate, share, subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and definitely give us a review there to support us. You can check us out at hashtag Get Geek Podcast is the easiest way to find us on all of our social media, all of our websites, and everywhere that you can find our podcast. So please check that out. And don't forget to check out our uh, our partner podcasts. Check out CrossGen. Check out Positively Cynical. And check out the new podcast from Wolfie and Walt, The Arena, which has had two great hey episodes yo. so far. Um, please check that out and show your support for all of those podcasts as well. Thank you very much to everyone out there. And uh, yeah, I guess there's nothing left to say. Let's return back to it and say, stay geeky, my friends. Peace.